Welcome back, everybody, to episode 20 of This Week in Japan, presented by Ryu Tokyo. Coming to you live from Lopongi, Tokyo, I'm your host, Julian Domanski, and joining me, as always, is my co host and founder of Ryu Tokyo, Yasuharu Matsuno. Hey guys, welcome back. So, as some of you may know, we released a new video on our Ryu Tokyo YouTube channel last week, which was about new transparent toilets in Tokyo. And it may sound random, but the video has been viral, receiving over 200,000 views in a week. So if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Yeah, we were really surprised by the response to that. So, yeah, if you haven't checked out our channel yet, then、uh, yeah, YouTube, Ryu Tokyo, go check it out. So, today is August 21st, and in this episode, we're going to be discussing the following big news stories Summer sees record breaking temperatures in Japan, health concerns as Prime Minister Abe visits hospital. People can't stop sleeping on roads in Okinawa, new high speed maglev bullet train faces potential setbacks, and a man is arrested after attempting to reach Tokyo on a stolen bicycle. After an unusually long rainy season this year, summer temperatures have spiked to brutal levels. As of now, over 100 people have died in Tokyo alone from heatstroke. Most of the victims were aged above 70, and investigations indicated that they were not using or did not have air conditioning. In Shizuoka Prefecture, Hamamatsu tied with Japan's highest recorded temperature ever this Tuesday at a sizzling 41.1 degrees Celsius. The previous area to have the same temperature was in Kumagaya in Saitama Prefecture two years ago. Japan has been in the middle of a serious heatwave since last week, with several cities across the country reaching above 40 degrees. The heatwave is expected to continue until next week, and all citizens are encouraged to avoid direct sunlight, drink plenty of water, and to use their air conditioning when possible. So, as you mentioned just a, a minute ago, Yasu, we've been out and about filming plenty of YouTube videos、uh, these past few weeks, right?、Mm. Um, and I myself have really noticed this heat. It's been unbearable almost. Yeah. Yeah. So, for those of you who are more familiar with Fahrenheit,、mm. 40 degrees Celsius is about 104、uh, in Fahrenheit.、Mm. Yeah. I think we are more than entitled、uh, to talk about this crazy heat in Japan. Yeah. I mean, Hot summers are not unusual in Japan, but this is like a record breaking summer, right?、Mm. I mean, what's scary is that the record for the highest temperature in Japan keeps like updating every like few years or so.、Mm. And I think the climate change is real. You know? Of course, yeah. And this shouldn't be just about Japan. Mm. Yeah, how, how is it in the UK? Is it?、Uh, well, yeah,、like、it's, this, it's kind of it's not the same temperature, but we, we're seeing the same trend.、Mm. So, like when I was a kid, so let's say like 20 years ago when I was around 10 years old, maybe the height of summer, you might get like 27, 28 degrees.、Mm. And that was pretty toasty for an English person. <laughs> sure. <laughs>、um, but nowadays, yeah, like I call my family back home and they're saying, like, oh, there's a heat wave. It's like 33 degrees today, 34 degrees. In England, it's like, Unprecedented. It's crazy. Right. And we're, just, we're seeing that all across the globe, you know, every mm. country. Mm.、Um, so it, it's, it's troubling, yeah. Yeah.、Um, I think what makes the heat in Japan specifically dangerous is also the humidity.、Mm. Um, That's true. And like we mentioned in the story, right, 100 people only in Tokyo have passed away already.、Mm. Um, so, as well as like, the, the toll that the, the heat has on your body, right, it,、mm. it really is quite stressful on your body. Humidity it makes it hard to breathe, and at the moment we've got to wear masks. You know, 
It's yeah, just such a bad combination of everything. It is. Yeah. Um, like we have so many things going on this year. And mm. yeah, as, as you said, the combination of this heat and the, the wearing of the mask mm. is the worst. No. <laughs> I mean, one thing I keep thinking about is like, we were supposed to be having the Olympics right now. Mm. And I remember even when the Olympics was announced mm. well, a couple of years ago, and I was in the camp with quite a few many other people mm -hmm. saying like, why the hell would you hold the Olympics in Japan mm. in the middle of July or August? That's just yeah. insane. Just wait till like September, October, mm. you know, when it's a bit cooler. I don't know. It's just, uh, well, I'm, I'm kind of glad it's cancelled now or p postponed at least. <laughs> yeah. But we're, we're just going to have the same problem next year, right? Mm, mm. It's crazy. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, uh, you know, just imagine all the, the athletes especially say like marathon runners mm. like have to wear like masks mm. and you know run in this like heat yeah you know like uh 40 42 kilometers or something imagine that yeah yeah do, do you think they would make them wear masks for a probably for not an event yeah but it at the same time it also depends on like what the world is like then, true yeah right? I guess it's it's a very interesting situation. Mm. But this is interesting for a very troubling reason, is that, you know, it's climate change, right? Yeah. But yeah, as you also mentioned in the news section, mm. like um, already 100 people died from the heat stroke. Mm. But I also saw in another article saying that 80% uh, of those uh, who died weren't using any air cons mm. or, you know, CUDA, right? Yeah. And I'm not exactly sure why those people weren't using air cons, mm. but it's just impossible. Um, well, probably like for some like financial reasons, mm. but it's just impossible to survive this summer without the use of air cons. Yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of troubling news, isn't it? Well, similar to you, I don't know why that is happening. But yeah, I could imagine it might be, if it's, especially if it's elderly people, they're mm. just worried about money. Mm. You know, most elderly people, if they're just living off their pension. Mm. In the summer when I have my aircon unit on, I've pretty much got it on 24-7 at the moment, mm -hmm. even when I'm sleeping. Because if right. I turn it off, I, just, I just wake up in the middle of the night mm -hmm. <laughs> too hot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But my electricity bill almost doubles mm. in the summer months. Right. Which, you know, is, is fine. Mm. But yeah, if, I imagine if I was retired and I was living off a, a smaller pension. Mm. It might, I might be feeling a lot more concerned about, you know, making that money last a little bit longer. Mm. So there are... Like some, if not many, like old people in Japan that are like against the use of like air cons. Like mm. they just believe that like, uh, you know, using air cons like all the time, like makes you weak or something. <laughs> it's that gammon culture again. Um, yeah, in a way. Yeah. And maybe like 50 years ago, you know, I don't know, like several decades ago. It may have worked, you know, mm. it was still like bearable, you know, if it yeah, wasn't yeah. like 40 degrees or so, mm. right? Back then, I think uh, it was only like 30 degrees mm. uh, or so in summer. But yeah, like this heat is just like, you know, unbearable. Yeah. Like, and, and you shouldn't just like persevere, right? <laughs> yeah, that's it. You persevere, you will die. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. I don't want to be morbid about it, but it's, right. it's really that hot. Mm. Even for me, like sometimes, because you know, this is not my like natural habitat, right? So I'm not mm. used to all the humidity and the heat, and right. So even for natives, people who are born here and are more used to it. It's still tough, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, I mean, old people across the world are known for being stubborn, right? They just don't want to change their ways. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I could imagine, yeah, like you know, post-war Japan, 
everyone wants to be tough, you know, rebuild the economy, you know, don't give in to the heat or mm -hmm. whatever kind of stupid mindset people have, you know. Yeah. Another thing is that like some people thought like uh, even drinking water mm. uh, while you're playing any sports would make you weak. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, you know, oh, like you can't drink water while you're, you know, playing sport, you mm. know, only, only drink it, while, you know, when you're done with like playing sport what oh my god that's yeah that, but that's actually a very classic uh mentality mm. especially the old people in japan used to have mm. Mm. so obviously yeah not much to say about the temperature really obviously hot is hot and it's becoming a little bit more unbearable but mm -hmm. like i said earlier i thought i hope this will start to more like highlight the the issue of global warming Mm -hmm. um, what's the scene like in Japan? Do, do people really talk about it? I know people, people tend to avoid like political kind of things in Japan, but... Well, it's not that people avoid talking about it, mm. but as a matter of fact, like not many people are talking about it. Mm. Mm. Do you think it's because they're not aware? I mean, there aren't many media articles mm. that are written about those issues. Mm. Yeah, they rather want to talk about like celebrities having affairs or, mm. you know, some, some, <laughs> some like political scandals and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's a shame. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know what I can do about it, but, you know, it would be good to see some activists popping up in Japan. But I think for this to work, it has to be Japanese people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think uh, in that regard, we discussed the topic of Japan starting to charge some fee for plastic bags, mm. right? And that was the initiative uh, led by the Ministry of Environment. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. And the current minister, uh, Shinjiro Koizumi, is quite uh, eager to raise awareness on mm. various environmental issues. Mm. Yeah, I, I, so I think the next thing we need to discuss is the, the global warming obviously. Mm, I agree. Mm. So on to our second story of the week. On Monday morning, Prime Minister Abe Shinzo entered Keio University Hospital in Tokyo. A hospital official told reporters that his visit was a follow-up from a regular health checkup from June. But that has not eased the flood of rumours spreading around about the Prime Minister's health. His recent lack of a proper summer holiday due to Tokyo Governor Koike's attempts to lessen travel may be starting to catch up with him. Other TV personalities have also pointed to the heavy criticism he and his party have recently been facing as one possibility for a decline in health. As it stands, Abe's cabinet is sitting at a 54% disapproval rating according to the Yomiuri Shimbun newspaper. Heavy blame for how the coronavirus is being handled, lack of proper rest and a record-breaking summer heat could all be taking a toll. In 2007, he was forced to resign due to chronic ulcerative colitis. If his condition were to once again worsen, opposing parties would likely call his ability to lead into question. Chief Cabinet Secretary Yoshihide Suga insists that the Prime Minister's condition is fine in response to a rumour that he has coughed up blood in his office. So this is, yeah, kind of troubling. We've had quite a few stories about Abe in the past weeks. Right. I mean, last week we talked about his uh, vacant summer vacation. Exactly, you know, right, yeah. After cancelling his trip to his hometown in Yamaguchi. Right? Exactly, right, yeah. So I'm mm. wondering, yeah, is this... Was that like the final nail in the coffin, so to speak? The straw that broke his back? <laughs> yeah, it's hard to say because, um, I mean, at least officially, this mm. was just a medical like checkup. Mm. And he doesn't really have any serious like health concerns. Mm. But yeah, there has been some rumors like earlier this week. And it was kind of a big news in Japan. Mm. 
And I, I, I was worried too, you know, because um, I, I know there are always like uh, people who don't really support him. Mm. But I personally think that he's been, he's been working so hard. Mm. And as we always say, like Japanese leaders in general need more rest. Mm. So in 2007, mm. he was the prime minister at that yeah. time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so how long had he served at that point? I think it was for a very short period of time, probably less than a year. Mm, okay, mm, yeah. Like from 2006, yeah, l- let me check. Yeah, from 2006, September to 2007, August. Oh, uh, okay. And yeah, and then he had some like a uh, stomach issue. Sure. And then, yeah, he was hospitalized and had to resign the yeah. prime minister. Interesting. Because he's actually now Japan's longest serving prime minister, right? He is. It, yeah. Like in total elapsed time. Mm-hmm. I think in one sitting, his current term is not the longest, but attached to his previous run as, uh, you know, short lived run as prime minister, that time elapsed altogether is, makes him the longest, right? So yes. I think it's fair to say that he's, he's had a good innings. He's, he's done a good job, um, mm. or at least he's tried his best, right? Mm-hmm. Whether or not you agree with his policies. Well, me personally, I, I don't think he should step down now, mm. middle of the, you know, this chaotic situation. Sure, yeah. I mean, the, the problem in Japan is that no matter how high the disapproval rating for the prime minister is, right, mm. it does not mean, like, uh, the approval rating for other politicians are getting higher. Ah, uh, okay. Mm. I mean, as many of you may know, LDP is the dominant party in mm. Japan, but other parties, like... Uh, I don't even like recall all their names because they just keep changing their names. You know? <laughs> but their approval ratings are really low. Mm. So even if Abe resigns, there isn't real like good alternatives. Right. Mm. Yeah. Oh, so okay. yeah, who can like the the real question is who can do better than Abe? Mm. And no one really has a clear answer to it. Yeah, and no, I can understand that. And yeah. the worst thing we want now is, you know, become more chaotic mm. uh, in the middle of crisis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, let me speak from experience coming from the UK and the debacle that was Brexit. Mm-hmm. It's not a good idea, right? So yeah, we had David Cameron as the prime minister mm. and he, I think he was a good bit on the fence about the whole thing. But I think he said that, okay, I'll throw it open to the people. We'll do like a people's vote, mm. a referendum. And if the bill passes that we uh, are to leave Europe, then I will step down. So basically like kind of avoiding all responsibility for it. So like, (laughs) yeah, the vote went ahead and yeah, it it passed that we would leave. So then he stepped down. So then Mm. it just got passed along to Theresa May, who nobody really knew who she was. She was in the cabinet, but she was pretty low profile. Mm. So all of a sudden we just had this new prime minister that nobody knew who it was. And she was worse than David Cameron. She messed it up completely, right? Mm-hmm. And then dragged out Brexit for such a long time. Mm-hmm. And then she just got hated so much and messed up so many things that we ended up somehow with like the biggest clown in the country, mm-hmm. Boris Johnson, as prime minister. Mm-hmm. And now he is the man in charge for like the corona crisis. It's just an absolute nightmare. So I would agree, yeah, don't change leaders during a crisis. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, obviously, this is an ongoing story. Um, the current news as we have it is that Abe is back home. He's had a three-day rest, a little break, 
And, you know, he's, he's back in charge. So no big problems. But, um, you know, perhaps by next week, things will change and we'll be sure to let you guys know. So on to our third and slightly curious story of the week. An odd problem is plaguing the southernmost prefecture of Okinawa. Lodone, which literally means sleeping on roads, is once again becoming common as summer brings heat and increased drinking. For some reason, Okinawan residents seem to be tempted to take to the streets instead of their beds when the alcohol hits. Pictures of previous cases provided by the police department show citizens snugly cozied up and asleep in the middle of the streets or on a sidewalk, often at night. One theory that the police have is that the road and adjoining sidewalk is cool and reminds people of their bed and a pillow. It is then easy to imagine why many car accidents, fights and even deaths are often linked with Lujornir cases. There were over 7,000 cases of Lujornir reported last year in Okinawa. Even with the coronavirus, it seems that things are not settling down. In a similar pattern to the previous year, around 2,700 cases concerning Lujornir have been made to the police from January to June. Recently instated Prefectural Police Chief Tadataka Miyazawa appears to be as equally surprised as most people are to hear just how common this phenomenon can be. He had never heard of the word Lojone until coming to Okinawa, and believes that this prefecture is the only place to actually keep a record of these kinds of incidents. What the hell is going on down in Okinawa? <laughs> what, is, what is this story? This is just absurd. Yeah, I mean, I'm also a Japanese native, <laughs> mm. but I also wasn't even aware of the word rojone. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, well, of course, I understand the, the meaning, mm. you know, it re- literally means like street sleeping. Yeah, yeah. Lojo is road, right? Or on the yeah. road top. And like that, yeah. it's like sleeping. Yeah. But yeah, I never heard from someone else or used such a word by myself. Mm. It yeah. kind of sounds like a French word. Rojone. Yeah. Like, Rojone. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna have the uh, I've got the red wine and Rojone. <laughs> By the way, I, I don't speak any French. <laughs> Maybe it sounds more Italian. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, but I don't know. I'll let you guys decide. Let me know. Uh, maybe give us a tweet on Twitter <laughs> at Ryu Tokyo News. Let us know what does it sound like. What language? Rojone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like seven thousand cases a year means almost like twenty cases per day. On average. Yeah, that's what surprised me the most was the volume that this is happening. It's crazy, you know. (laughs) But I guess it's part of Okinawa's bad culture, I should say. Mm. Because, um, you know, Okinawa is the southern island Mm. of Japan. And it's relatively warm even during the winter. Mm. And that is why, I guess, like uh, people can still like sleep on the road Mm. and not, not die from it. Yeah. Yeah, because of the, the climate there. True. But I mean, saying that, three people did die last year because they had been run over by cars, as you would expect. But not falling. from like freezing. Right? I know, right? That, that's what I'm saying. So, <laughs> but it's dangerous. It's, it's dangerous it's, for yeah, other reasons. For example, like it's impossible to do that in Hokkaido, let's say, uh, you know, the northern island true, of true. Japan. Like, you know, it gets like uh, minus like 10 or 20 degrees in, mm. in winter. Yeah, so no, no one even tries, right? Interesting, yeah. But seven thousand, maybe it's a thing, you know, yeah. in Okinawa. Like after you get like drunk, oh, let's just sleep here. And, yeah. Well, know. I mean, it's definitely like a thing. Like you go to like, Shibuya, hmm. at, like two o'clock in the morning. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people just slumped all over the place, right? <laughs> There's a great Instagram account actually. I don't know if I've ever shown you, but for you guys at home, if you check out Shibuya Meltdown on Instagram. Mm. And it's just pictures of people passed out. Oh, yeah. In like, I, I saw that too. A bit, yeah. I mean, you know, it's not a common sight, but the ones they post are just so funny. Like, they're just <laughs> the most ridiculous 
There's a guy like face down like a flower bed <laughs> or like a guy like upside down, like on a train. Mm. And like, I've seen some pictures like, where like, I don't know what it is, but when people are drunk, they might, maybe they think they're already at home. Mm. And there's a like, picture of a guy like, you know, lying down on a, a train bench, mm. but he's taken off like his watch, his shoes, like his tie. And they're all like, neatly laid oh. out on the floor of the train. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess to, to that degree. Is there a word for this when people just sleep in random places? Does that have a word in Japanese? Um, I'm not sure. No? I, I don't think there is a common word for it. Maybe they should call it a meltdown then. Meltdown. 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 But meltdown is also used for some more serious stuff, like, uh, right? Like such as the meltdown of the, the nuclear. Yeah. What do you call it? Yeah, uh, like the, a, the meltdown of the, <clears throat> such as the meltdown of the nuclear reactor. Or oh, yeah. I mean, we use that in English as well, right? Mm. I mean, that is an English word, meltdown. Mm. But we also say meltdown for like, um, you know, having a mental meltdown. Sure. Like, sure. Like yeah, I, I, I know right? how it's used in English, mm. but so, yeah, Japanese yeah. people can, can be confused. True, like, yeah. Uh, because they, they just assume that like uh, there's only one meaning for one like English, Japanese English <laughs> word. And it's always the wrong meaning. Yeah, yeah. it's always wrong. <laughs> Trust me. How about Osaki meltdown? Mm, or alcohol meltdown. Yeah, it has to be all katakana. And then again, like if we combine two Japanese English words, we need to like make it shorter, right? Uh, so maybe aru, arumeru. Arumeru, yeah, yeah. That's it. You heard it here first, guys. That's arumeru. <laughs> Sounds ridiculous. I want to try and add yeah. it to the G show. Arumeru. We got to start a new trend, Yasu. <laughs> have you ever tried rojone yourself? I can't say I have, no. You know, I can't say that I've ever walked at home and thought, Oh, that, that curb looks like my pillow. <laughs> and, you know, oh, the, the floor looks like my mattress. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I just don't understand why, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so much better to sleep on your bed, right? Yeah, yeah. Unless you're having a serious arumeru, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe some of you guys at home can let us know. Maybe give us a tweet if uh, you've ever experienced uh, Lojone. Maybe if any of you live in Okinawa, have been to Okinawa and seen this happen in real life. I've only seen the pictures in the articles, um, but now I'm curious. I really want to go to Okinawa and find out. Okay, so on to our next story of the week. Japan's construction of its newest model of bullet train, the Maglev Chuo Shinkansen, has been underway since 2014, but a recent setback may delay its scheduled 2027 partial opening. The Chuo Shinkansen will implement Maglev technology, the name maglev is short for magnetic levitation and involves using two sets of very powerful magnets to levitate the train off the ground and push it forward. The lack of friction from this allows maglev trains to comfortably transport passengers at record speeds. The new line will allow you to travel from Tokyo to Nagoya in about 40 minutes, cutting off an incredible 50 minutes from the current Shinkansen time. However, construction has recently come to a standstill in Shizuoka. Current plans would see the route go through the Southern Alps, which provides water to the Oigawa River. This would reportedly cause groundwater to flow into the tunnel, draining approximately two tonnes of water per second from the river. Shizuoka Governor Kawakatsu Heita is holding off giving permission to build the 9km tunnel while in discussions with Central Japan Railways. Representatives of Central Japan Railways insist that there will be no environmental damage to the river due to an implementation of underground waterways and pumps to redirect the water, but have yet to provide solid evidence to support this claim. Governor Kawakatsu 
is remaining steadfast in his decision to hold off in the meantime while other options are discussed. According to him, the Oigawa River is an important part of life for many of the local residents. So I guess there's kind of like two main stories here. Yeah, so obviously we've got you know the, the new maglev train, mm-hmm. but also you know the the disruption that it's causing to the locals in this this area, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you see this quite a lot with these big projects, especially mm-hmm. roads and railways, because mm-hmm. they just obviously in order to make a road or a railway work, it has to be in a fairly straight line, right? Mm-hmm. And at some point, it intersects with something that is important or it's going to cause some kind of trouble for people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it says they're kind of discussing other options. Well, I don't know. Do you know what that, what could that be? What do you think? How's that, how could they resolve this issue? So I, I haven't really looked into all the details, mm. so I can't state for sure, but, uh, based on what I read in the article, according to JR, if they do everything right, they shouldn't reduce the amount of like water available from the river mm. as much as the governor of uh, Shizuoka is concerned. Mm. So, yeah, some people are saying like the governor of Shizuoka is being overprotective. Mm, okay. um, but maybe for a good reason. Like, I, I can't say for sure. Yeah. It's, it's too technical. Uh, there has been a bit like uh, controversies in Japan, mm. whether we should really need such maglev bullet trains. Mm. I mean, although I personally want it. Um, but yeah, especially now when people are considering like moving out from big cities such mm. as like Tokyo and Osaka. Mm. I mean, people have kind of like started working remotely. Right? Yeah, yeah. And do we need like such like even faster like public transportations? That's a good question. But I mean, if you're already in the middle of the construction, it's an incredible waste to to stop, right? I suppose so, in a way. I mean, I want it to happen, but uh, there's still like seven years to go. Mm. So if we stop now, True, we save, may save, save a lot of money. Yeah, right? I mean, that's a good point. Any case, like, I personally want this maglev bullet trains to be developed mm. because uh, it's simply really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I like techie stuff. So why not? Yeah. Right. But no, you're right. The, the tech is super cool, right? Yeah. I think everybody loves magnets. Mm. You know, if, if you've ever seen Breaking Bad, Jesse Pinkman and his, his big love for magnets. Did he? You don't remember that scene when they, uh, they get their laptop confiscated by the police and they have to break into the evidence room. Uh, so they go to that like junkyard and get all those old magnets and they put them on the side oh, of a truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And destroy the evidence, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember That's scene. like one of the biggest memes from that show. It's like, yeah, magnets. And he's like, the guy, he's like, oh, really? Mind. Yeah, yeah. But that, that scene was quite memorable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, everybody loves magnets. They're, they're oddly fascinating, aren't they? I think yeah. it's because you can't see the magnetism. Mm. It's almost like magic. Yeah. It's just like. And it's no coincidence that the word magic sounds a bit like magnet. You know, I'm just saying. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's your language. <laughs> I'm joking. There's no correlation. But but I agree. Like yeah. uh, magnets are cool, especially because uh, these like massive trains mm. are going to float on the on the rail. Essentially, yeah. Right? It's it's incredible. Yeah. I yeah. do wonder like how much force is required to uphold a train. <laughs> yeah. Because this technology has been... 
around for a long time. I mean, yeah, in theory, it has been around for more than 30 years mm. because I, I remember seeing it, uh, you know, when I was in, uh, when I was really small, mm. you know. Yeah, it's been around for a long time. It's actually been implemented in other technologies. Mm. There's actually some famous roller coasters. See, I think, I think the ride is called uh, Superman. I remember I saw a documentary about it a few, maybe like 10 years ago. But it's like at the time, it was like the fastest roller coaster in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, it used magnetic levitation to propel the carriage like huh. at super high speed out of the gate. So you get into the, the carriage. And basically, what it looks like is like it shoots you forward. And then you, you go along the track like perfectly straight. And then it just suddenly goes upwards at 90 degree angle. Or like upper corkscrew. It goes up, comes back down hmm. at 90 degrees. And then goes straight again. So it's almost like a like a like a paperclip shape. It goes like up and around and back down. Hmm. But to get that speed, yeah, it uses magnetic levitation. It's pretty cool. Um, but to scale <laughs> that scary. up yeah. to fit onto a train is I don't know, it's just engineering is just incredible. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I guess like Elon Musk can develop a way to Mars, but you know, Japan builds the fastest road uh, transportation. <laughs> that's it, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you guys have been ahead for a while, so I don't think that's no, uh, that's no surprise. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess you can't really do Maglev to Mars. That sounds like an awesome, like, prog album. Maglev to Mars. Maglev to Mars, yeah. Mm, I, I can kind of imagine the, the cover artwork for yeah, the yeah. album. That'd be awesome. Mm. <laughs> I think we should, we should petition uh, Pink Floyd, come back together. Come back for one last <laughs> album. Mac left us. <laughs> What's the website? Like change.org? Yeah, that's it. Change.org. <laughs> <laughs> so talking about covering large distances in incredible speeds, our final story is the exact opposite. On August 10th, a man from Kagoshima was arrested in Kanagawa Prefecture after admitting to bike theft. The Kyushu native was attempting to make it to Tokyo on a stolen mamachari, or mum bicycle which are identifiable by their baskets, large wheels, and seating position. He had originally intended to reach Tokyo on foot, but ended up stealing the bike out of a garage in Tamana City, Kumamoto, when walking became too much. The 53-year-old man is unemployed and has no fixed address. When asked about his reasoning for heading to Tokyo, he stated that because he was from a remote island he had never been and wanted to try and go. By the time he was arrested in Kanagawa, he had already managed to travel over 1,000 kilometers on the Mamachari. His arrest came after the police became suspicious of the older man pushing a mamachari up a hill with an umbrella strapped to it on a sunny day. When stopped and questioned, he admitted to everything. His journey from stealing the bike into Mana City to his arrest totaled 78 days. He is thought to have used the Kanmon pedestrian tunnel that connects Kyushu to Honshu. Despite the bike theft, his simple dream is being praised across Japan in the form of people leaving comments in support of his desire to see Tokyo. So I want to say two things. First off, obviously, I'm aware this is a crime. Hmm. But secondly, I'm so impressed by, the, by this guy. <laughs> like, yeah. like, what a journey. That's, that's incredible. Hmm. Yeah, don't steal bikes. But if you do, then you know, go on a 78-day journey across Japan. <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you know, this guy's like 53 years old, mm. right? But he sounds like a high school student you know, <laughs> yeah. who's dreaming of like coming to the big city yeah, Tokyo yeah. you know and yeah as you said like of course you know theft is a is a crime mm. you know we should never do it but I kind of wish if he could 
achieve his dream mm. without committing any crimes. You know? Yeah. Or if the police were like, all right, we'll let you go, but we're going to arrest you when you get to Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, like Kanagawa Prefecture yeah. is right below Tokyo, yeah. right? So I'm not sure like, if he has gone to Tokyo and come back, yeah, but, yeah. which I don't think so. I don't think so, yeah. Yeah, so he was almost there. You almost know? There. He almost arrived Tokyo, yeah. but yeah, he was caught. Yeah, it's a shame. But yeah, the way that he got busted, because yeah, for you guys at home that don't know what a mama chari is, uh, mama is mother, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Chari is like what? Uh, it's a Japanese word. Uh, it's kind of a slang yeah. used for a bike. Right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, the the mama chari is a uh, you know very distinguishable. They have these large baskets on the front, so I guess you put like groceries and stuff in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they often have like child seats attached to the back. Yeah. Um, and you know, and they kind of they just look very got like, comfortable to ride, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. just going around town. So. Yeah, I guess when the police saw this, uh, this you know, kind of middle-aged man pushing one of these around um, and he didn't have a child with him or anything like that, I guess it looked a bit suspicious. Mm. Um, so, yeah, they were right to question him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he was busted. But mm-hmm. I don't know, what, what a shame, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they have found the owner of the bike. Yeah, for most bikes in Japan, they are registered, mm. uh, you know, based on the serial number. Yeah. So I think they have identified yeah. the owner. So imagine being like the woman that owned this bike. And they were like, yeah, we found your bike in Kanagawa. <laughs> It'd be crazy, right? Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I feel like if, I, if that was my bike, right? And then they, like, I probably already bought a new one by now because mm. it's 78, 78 days later. Mm. I think I'd just say keep it. Once I heard the guy's story, I'd be like, you know what? Just. Yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. I don't want to press charges. Just let him let him go. I yeah. feel a bit sorry for him. Mm. If, that, if, that, if that's been your life and you've never made it, you've never been able to come to Tokyo, is there like a, a more like sad reason that he's never been able to make it? Yeah. I mean, if this was his first crime, then most likely he's not going straight into prison, mm. but instead most likely put under probation. Yeah. I imagine he'll have to pay a fine or... Something, right? Because, like, I mean, even if he returns... Oh, yeah, of course. Even if he returns right. it, the bike, it doesn't right? mean he's, he's innocent. You of know? course, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, we want to make that perfectly clear. He did commit a crime. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As much as we joke about this story. Yeah. <laughs> it is a crime, but it's admirable at the very least. Yeah, I mean, if he had that kind of, like, uh, energy mm. and, like, uh, determination to, like, achieve something, then, you know, he could have done, like, other great things. Yeah, I mean, he right. could have bought his own bike for one. <laughs> he could have could have worked. Yeah, bikes aren't that expensive, are they? <laughs> yeah, it's it's not expensive. I mean, you can get some really fancy road bikes. You know, I've been to a lot of bike shops in Japan. But if you get like sure. a standard Mama Cherry, mm. it's like maybe twenty or thirty thousand yen, which I is about so. what two or three hundred dollars. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Not super expensive, right? Yeah. So yeah, one thing I was thinking about this story is this would be a really good movie, a drama movie. And you could make the movie like his journey, right? All the way across, mm. you know, like all the stuff he gets up to, you know, story, aspirational story. <laughs> right. But isn't it like at the same time as you implied, like too much of a glorification? Sim- simply like uh, strikes me as a man without a plan. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, but a lot of these movies, that's usually the case, right? They they script it, so it all seems like super intentional, right? Mm, but a lot yeah. of the things that happen to these really infamous criminals, right? you know, it's... Oh, no, obviously, they do things on purpose, but, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of events are just good luck, right? And they just happen in a certain way. <laughs> but, 
Yeah, it is glorifying a crime. Uh-huh. But like I say, there's already hundreds of movies that do the same thing. Mm. And this is a more minor crime, right? Because mm. most of the big movies, they're about like murderers and like, mm. you know, like people who like do all kinds of manner. So, thing. yeah. How about this? Like maybe he was trying to like meet up with a, a, a separated like twins in, in Tokyo. Oh, yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. And he had to save his or like her life. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> and for some reason, like, he had no cast to write a tree. Yeah, yeah. So he, he really didn't want to commit a crime, but <laughs> he had to. All right, I think mm. we should copyright the movie rights for this <laughs> right after we finish recording. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, let, let's start talking to Netflix. Yeah, okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that wraps it up for all the news stories this episode. Now let's jump into the final segment of the show, Word of the Week. Okay, so today I'm going to introduce you an interesting series of wasei ego, or Japanese English words. Have you heard or seen the phrase complex or complex? Mm, yeah, I know this word, I think. Complex, you, you, you know the, the meaning in Japan? Uh, yeah, I think it's quite close to the English meaning. But it means that like you are like, like almost like afraid of something. Or like you have like a, a complex, like you, you're worried about something. Yeah, like close. So it means something like a, a sense of like a inferior or like embarrassment. Yeah, yeah, this is what I mean. So, like, um, I don't know, like, if you thought you were, like, ugly, you could have a complex about mm, your appearance, mm, mm, you know, and it mm. makes you, yeah, maybe not afraid, that was a bad choice of word, but, yeah, you worry about it too much. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, in Japan, it basically describes a feeling of uh, inferiority mm. or embarrassment. Mm. Uh, so, for example, like, Mm. That means like, uh, you know, I feel like uh, inferior or embarrassed when speaking English. Ego complex. Ego complex. Yeah, yeah, that could be one. Mm. Yeah. So that, that leads to an interesting point, mm. right? So when the word complex or complex is combined with some other word, mm. such as the one you mentioned, ego complex. Mm. Yeah, that, that can be a decent um, mm. Japanese English word, mm. right? But they make it shorter as always. Mm, always. <laughs> mm, I mean, you know, as you know, like when, when Japanese people like combine two different like katakanas mm. or, you know, waseiego, they make it shorter, mm. right? Um, do you know a phrase, uh, mazakon? Mazakon? Mm. Um, no, but I mean, I, I would guess that komplexu would be shortened to kon. So something complex. Maza. Sounds a bit like mother. Mm. Mother complex. Mm. Is that close? That, that's right. Okay. So, because my initial thought, as soon as I thought mother, was that either it's a woman is afraid that she's turning into her mother, or she feels that she's inferior compared to her mother. Uh, <laughs> good try. Uh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> but... Yeah, when you say it's especially used for a male person, oh, okay. like when you describe someone, oh, you are a mazakon, then uh, it means that you're so like obsessed uh, with your like mother. Oh, like, you're like you a just, mommy's boy. 
Hmm? You're like a mommy's Mo- boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it means like a mom- mommy's boy. You're a mamoni. Yeah, yeah, mamoni. <laughs> uh, that, that's Italian, isn't it? I believe so. Yeah. But again, for our weekly JoJo reference, that's the only way I know that that word. Oh, right, right, right. Mamoni. Yeah. Pesci, right? He's like, Mamoni. Mamoni. But the yeah. English subtitle is always Mama's Boy. Right, right. So, um, mm. yeah, sorry to any Italians out there if I'm getting that wrong, but <laughs> that's what we think it is. <laughs> Another JoJo phrase of the week. Right? That's it. Mm. So, similarly, you know, uh, there is a word, Fazakon. Fazakon. So, that, that, that's father, that's for women. Um, it can be both actually, yeah, oh, okay. both like um, but yeah, especially mazakon is used for boys, mm. you know, or even like adult, like males. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are some other alternatives like shiskon, 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 system, system, complex. I don't know, <laughs> sister. Oh, it's still, it's still relative. Yeah. She's yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So when you like uh, love your you know elder or younger sister like too much, gross. <laughs> yeah. Is it is it in that kind of like creepy kind of context? Uh, not really. No. Like okay. uh, for example, like uh, you know when you and I are talking right. and when we we talk about our siblings, you mm. know, and I have a younger sister. And let's say, like, I, I talk about, I, I never talk about my sister, mm. right? But actually, I didn't even know you had a sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do. Yeah. But let's say, like, uh, I, I always talk about, like, my sister. Oh, like, um, you know, my, my sister did this and that, uh, like, uh, yesterday. And, um, you know, we're going to, like, uh, yeah, yeah, have yeah. dinner outside, like, next week. Sure, sure. We're going to, like, uh, go on a trip, like, next month. That That's, she's gone. I'm with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And similarly, like brakon, mm. the so, brother that must be there. Yeah, yeah. And okay, here it gets a bit more random. Okay, right? uh, this is probably one of the most like uh, complex or complex in Japan. Yeah, lorikon, lorikon. Mm. You've never heard of this phrase, lori. Maybe lo- lolita. <laughs> You're right. Oh, really? Yeah. It's oh, no Lolita way. complex. Lolita complex. Is a, is a, okay, let me guess. The meaning is that you th- you're just like obsessed with Lolita fashion. Is that, is that, or you're, you're obsessed with people who dress like that? Yeah. I, I wish if the, the, your answer was correct. Oh, but okay. <laughs> it's, uh, it's right answer is more of a like growth one. You know? Oh, okay. Interesting. So, like, um, Generally, like men that are into like teenage girls. Oh, okay. It describes uh men that are into like Pe- small girls. Pedophilia. Pedophilia, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gross. Okay. Right. I mean, it's interesting to know the word though. Mm. I actually I always wondered what that word was because I mean, in English we have lots of slang phrases. Mm. Which I don't want to repeat them all on here, but you know we have lots of words for describing those kinds of people. Mm. But I've never heard one in Japanese. Lorikon. Mm. Mm. Interesting. The last one mm. is two uh, D complex. Two D complex. <laughs> what? Um, so in in Japanese it's called nijigen. Okay. And nijigen means like a two dimension. Yeah. Nijigen kong. You know, some people have kind of like, um, 
you know, they have mental issues and their perception of reality is not the same as everybody else's. So I'm going to say it's somebody who believes that everything is flat and they think the world is 2D. Mm. That's my best guess. Maybe it's not too off. Oh, really? Say. <laughs> uh, basically, I... I I also learned this recently, oh, okay. but um, it describes people that can only like uh, characters, you know, manga or anime characters in two dimensions. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. Mm. But, okay, yeah, it's kind of along the similar lines. Mm. I'm still wrong, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, somewhat, like, similar, Interesting, right? So yeah. they're not interested in, like, a real, like, human beings. Ah, uh, I see, I Any, see, like, yeah. 3D things. Yeah. But, like, so obsessed with characters in 2D. Insane, isn't it? Yeah, and I think this one is uh, especially unique to Japan mm, because so. we have, you know, so many different kinds of, like, mangas mm. and animes. So, as always, Yasu, very interesting. So, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Whichever platform you're listening on, make sure that you're subscribed for a brand new episode every single week. Thanks for listening, everyone. We're also releasing videos every week on our New Tokyo YouTube channel, so find us there. So stay healthy, stay safe, everybody. And uh, maybe you can let us know if you know any interesting complex issues. Um, maybe give us a tweet at Ryutokyo News. And be sure to check back next week for the very next episode of This Week in Japan. Mm-hmm.